0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Need basic information on legal rights on topics like employment, consumer or tenancy issues? Then join Luke and Julia on Lawfully Speaking, next on Plains FM 96.9. and welcome to another episode of Lawfully Speaking with Luke. Um, this week we're going to be having a bit of a talk about privacy. Um, specifically, we're going to be talking about um, some important things like the when information can be collected about you, um, the purposes and the information that you need to be given when that information is being collected, and then um, your rights around getting that information uh, back about yourself. So we're just going to Jump on in. So the purpose of collecting the information. So if a government agency, business, or other organization, um, they can only collect information about you if they're doing this for a lawful purpose, and that purpose is connected with the functions um, or activities. Um, and that collecting the information is necessary for that purpose. This means that if an organization doesn't need the information to perform its function, it shouldn't be collecting it. For example, if a school enrollment form asks parents to state their occupation, the school must be able to show that it needs that information to carry out its lawful purpose. So who the information must be collected from. So this is kind of uh, really obvious but quite important. When an organization collects information about you, they must collect it directly from you rather than from someone else. Um, There's some exceptions to this. Those exceptions uh, basically revolve around them having reasonable grounds to believe um, any of the following. So the information is already publicly available. Uh, You've given them permission to collect the information from someone else. Collecting it uh, from someone else wouldn't harm your interests. Or collecting it from someone else is necessary to enforce the law um, or to protect the government revenue um, or any court proceeding. Additionally, collecting it from you directly wouldn't undermine the purpose of collecting the information, um, or it's not reasonably practical to collect it directly from you in that particular case. Um, there's a couple other ones. If the information won't be used in a way that identifies you, so this is um, specifically talking about uh, uh, large uh, groups of data where you're not specifically identifiable in that um in that group of data. um, Specifically, that would be one of the exceptions. This is going to come up a lot as well. There's a a general exception where the Privacy Commissioner has given permission to collect that information um, because of potentially special circumstances. So just a note here that Privacy Commissioner can authorize an organization to depart from the rules in the Privacy Act for collecting, using, or disclosing information if this would be in the public interest or if there would be a clear benefit to the individuals involved. So as a general rule, the information should be collected from the person concerned because they're usually in the best position to give accurate information. For example, if you're applying for a job and the employer wants to get references about you, the employer needs to get you to nominate referees and give your permission to talk to them. If the referee wants their comments about you to be kept between the employer and the referee and not available to you then the referee and the employer can agree to classify it as a evaluative material, which will mean that they will both be able to refuse to give you the contents of the reference. Um, So we're just going to now kind of skip over and start talking about things you must be told when your information is being collected. So this is, again, this is the situations in which uh, if I'm online or if someone's in person collecting this information or if I'm having an interaction with an organization and, again, they're getting information from me, um, These are the things you need to be told. So in general, organizations should only collect information with the knowledge of the person the information relates to. The Privacy Act requires that when an organization collects your information directly from you, it must take reasonable steps to make you aware of the following. Uh, The fact that the information is being collected, why it's being collected, who will be given the information, the organization's name, address, and the name and address of any other organizations that will be holding that information, any particular law that governs the collection of the information and whether that uh, law requires you to provide the information. Any consequences if you don't provide that information and you right to have access to the information after it's been collected about you, which is something we'll talk about in a little bit. These things should be explained to you before the information is collected or as soon as practical after the information is collected. However, an agency is not required to explain these things if it has already done so in relation to collection of similar information from the same individual on a recent occasion. Um, this, i uh, could just to give you an example here. This could be um, information that I have um, given to IRD, for example. Um, potentially, if they have already told me that week, they, they might not have to again tell me again. The organizations collecting the information from you doesn't have to apply with those requirements if it believes um, on reasonable grounds that any of the following have occurred. Um, You've agreed that it doesn't have to do this. Your interests won't be affected. Not complying with those requirements is, again, necessary to enforce the law, protect government revenue, or court proceeding. Complying would undermine the purpose of collecting that information, or it's not reasonably practicable to comply in this particular case. Um, and again, again, this is a common exception that's going to come up um, throughout the conversation about this. But again, if it's an information that um, won't be used in a way that identifies you, so again, these big, big groups of data are, are another kind of general exception that apply here. So the methods of collecting that information, um, it must be, it mustn't be collected in methods that are illegal or unfair, or, or unreasonably on your personal affairs. So um common example here, private investigator if they lie about their identity um, and inten- uh, an intention to order to find out information for an insurance company, um, that would be using um, unfair means of collecting that information. So it's important to note um, that storage and security information is another thing that um, we kind of really need to be aware of so, Again, if a government agency, business, or any other organization holds information, um, they must make sure that that reasonable security um, safeguards are in place to protect against the following, being lost, being accessed, being used, changed, or released, um, again, without that organization's permission. Um, Again, or alternatively being misused in any other additional way. If the organization needs to give the information to a contractor or someone else who provides a service to their organization, the organization must also make sure everything um, reasonable is done to prevent the information being used or disclosed without authorization. The steps that an organization will take to keep your information secure will usually depend on the type of information. Uh, So for example, an organization will usually need to protect its databases with antivirus software and protect its physical premises from burglary or theft. Or um, This can be done in a variety of uh, ways, having antivirus software, um, having a monitored alarm on their premises. Um, another example would be if I am, um, say, for example, I am having a conversation with a client, and on one side of the table is all the other information about another client, that would be another obvious example in which there need to be some security safeguards, um, policies and procedures to prevent those types of things happening. So, information can't be kept for longer than is necessary. Um, any organization that holds information about you must not keep it for longer um basically longer um, than necessary for the purpose for which it is collected. So an example here is an organization that vets employees for jobs, can't keep information about those employees indefinitely. Though it may be appropriate to keep files for a short time to protect yourself against legal action, um, this principle encourages organizations to think about how long they need to keep information. They'll also need to take into account any specific laws that require information to be kept for certain minimum periods of time, such as tax information and health information. So if, they, if an organization wants to use that information, um, it must be checked to make sure it's accurate. So a government agency, business, or other organization that holds information about you mustn't use the information or disclose it to others without taking reasonable steps to make sure the information is accurate, up-to-date, complete, relevant, and not misleading. So there are some limits on the use of uh, your information. If if information about you is collected for one purpose, it can't be later used for a different purpose unless that organization or person using it believes on reasonable grounds um, that the following has occurred. Um, that that information is publicly available, um, and it won't be unfair or unreasonable to use it for the other purpose, or you've agreed to the information being used for that other purpose. Um, again, it's another exception, but basically if, it, if it's necessary to enforce law or protect government revenue or court proceeding, another exception. Or using it for other purposes is necessary to pre- prevent or lessen a serious threat to your health or safety or the health and safety of the public or some other individual. The other purpose is directly related to the purpose which the information was originally collected. That's another exception. Um, again, totally um, very common. But if you again, if it's for another purpose and you won't be identified in that information, um, that's another exception. In summary, information obtained for one purpose shouldn't be used for another purpose unless one of the excepts, unless one of those exceptions applies. So for example, if a retail shop runs competition and customers fill out a form to win a holiday, the shop shouldn't use the customer information for marketing purposes as well as for the competition. Um, If they want to do that, the customers would need to give um, information specifically being told that this would be done and they need to have filled out a form, um, basically giving consent for that to happen. So there are some limits on giving out or disclosing your information. Um, it mustn't give uh, any organization mustn't give out the information to others unless they believe um, on any of the following grounds occur. So, disclosing it is for one of the purposes the information was collected for, or is directly related to the original purpose. Uh, the information is publicly available. You've agreed to it being given out, and then again those other exceptions we talked about: law enforcement um, to prevent. Um, or lessen serious threat to health or safety if you, um, or the public, or another individual. Or again, disclosing the information is necessary to facilitate the sale of a business as an ongoing concern, and you won't be identified um, if that information is disclosed. So if the information is given out on the basis of a serious threat exception, it must be given to someone who's in a position to do something about the threat. So for example, um, say I had information about a serious threat and I, I decided to tell that information to uh, a news agency. Uh, it's it's very possible um, that might not be the right person to give that information to because they're not in a position to do something about that, again, depending on what the threat is. Uh, for example, I couldn't... you know. It, wouldn't be good enough to say, you know, tell your best friend, um, for example, because they're, again, not in a position to do something about it. So it's important to note here, just because the information can be disclosed under the privacy principle above doesn't mean um, it must be disclosed. And the only exception in which it must be disclosed unless is where the law requires that it be disclosed. So again, just because it it can be doesn't mean it must be. There's a difference. So, for example, you might still be able to refuse to give out information even if it does fall under um, one of those exceptions. It doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you have to if it does. So using or distributing information that's been published online, so this is actually something we need to be a little bit more aware of. Um, So when sensitive information has been posted online or made public in some other way, other people who who then use that um, or distribute that information could be breaching the privacy rules. So the fact that the information had already been made public up until 2015 uh, gave others the right to use it or pass it on. Um, Now, however, that's not the case. There's an exception to the privacy rules has been tightened, Um, so there's also a requirement that the further use or distribution of the information isn't unfair or unreasonable. This means, for example, that if a government agency accidentally publishes sensitive information about its clients on its website. Um, such as their medical history, other people could be breaching the privacy rules if they use this information for their own purposes. So also, if a hacker obtains individual information from a government agency or business and posts this online, a blogger might be breaching the privacy rules if they then to provide a link to that information. Some things we just need to be aware of that are quite commonplace. Um, there are information sharing, and information matching um, agreements between government bodies. So the Privacy Act allows government agencies to pass on information to, to each other in certain situations. Um, basically, this happens through, through two different types of mechanisms, an information sharing agreement and information matching agreement. Um, just going to give you some examples here, ACC, MSD. Department of International uh, Internal Affairs, rather um, MB, um, New Zealand Transport Association, um, these are all different bodies that will have these types of agreements. So now we're going to start talking about your right to have access to the information that's about you. So if a government agency, business, or other organization holds that information and it's about you, um, they must basically hold that information in a way that it can be readily retrieved, um, and you have a right to this. So, you have a right to get confirmation of the organization um, from the organization from that organization about whether or not it holds the information, and then have access to that information. There are, however, some situations where the organizations can refuse to give you access to the information. Um, we'll, we'll talk about those now. So, um, if that information would pose a risk to New Zealand's security or defense if it would undermine the enforcement of the law, um, endanger the safety of any individual, um, involve the unjustified disclosure of information about someone else, uh, be harmful to any person's physical or mental health, um, not being your interest, um, but this is only if you're under 16. There's, a again, a limited exception here. Um, if it would breach legal professional privilege, um, that's information which was communicated, communicated between a lawyer and a client or the information was obtained for court proceedings. Um, additionally, another exception is if it was uh, evaluative material, for example, information that one of your referees for a job application is given the prospective employer, in which case the employer would be justified in refusing to tell you about the contents of the reference you were given. So the procedure for dealing with requests for access... If you've asked for information to to have access for information about um, which an organization holds about you, they must respond to your request as soon as it's practical. And this is uh, basically no later than 20 working days after receiving that request. So if the organization decides to withhold some or all the information from you, it must tell you of that decision and the reasons for it. If you're unhappy with that decision, you can complain to the privacy commissioner. Usually, this organization must take the information available um, in the way that you prefer. For example, giving you a copy of the information in some cases. However, the organization may be able to justify giving you access in a different way. So, for example, getting you to come in and look at the information instead if you've um, asked for a particularly large amount of information. So, can I be charged for being given access to my information? So the rules on charging are different for public and private sector organizations. So public sector bodies, such as government departments, can't charge for giving people access to their personal information. They're just not allowed to do so. Um, The only way would be if they went and specifically got permission to, to do so in advance from the privacy commissioner. And they would need to do so in advance. Uh, businesses and other private sector organizations can require you to pay a reasonable charge. If you think the amount is unreasonable, you can complain to the Privacy Commissioner." Um, so for example, if I uh, uh, requested an immense amount of information um, from a business, um, and it was my personal information, however, um, it was going to require printing off a, a large scale, they, m- they might be able to charge me for something that, uh, again, as long as it was reasonable. So how can you correct information which is held about you? If an organization holds information about you and you believe the information is wrong, you have the right to ask them to correct that information. If they disagree that information is incorrect and refuse to change it, they must tell you that 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 is their decision. So in that case, you have the right to get information um, and for them to attach a statement to the original information saying what the correction was and you wanted... and that. which was not made. So, for example, if its information holder is a mental health service and you disagree with a particular diagnosis, the, which is in your file, you can get them to attach a statement from you saying that you disagree. So this statement has to be attached in such a way that it will be always be read with the information to which you disagree with. So that's um, been a bit of a... Uh, Quite a quick dive into privacy. Hopefully, it contains some information that people uh, might not have been aware of, and um, hopefully, was useful. Um, as always, I really appreciate everyone out there listening, and I hope you're finding these um, these useful in your kind of your day to day goings on. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Cheers.